Okay, so I got to get your I got to get your two cents on this. The Will Smith Chris Rock slap. Oh, really? Okay. Well, first off, uh, I am almost completely positive that Will Smith did it to try to get back on his wife's good side. Like, he, how do you know he was on his, her bad side? He wasn't until he laughed at that joke. Like, he laughed at it, she didn't, and he was like, ah, shit. <laughs> But that's a pretty extreme thing to do. Um, well, right, but how else is he going to get back on his good side when the person who insulted her is hosting? You know, it it may have been him just stewing with it, you know, and he's like, well, I could talk to him after. Oh, she's going to be pissed at me through the entire show. I could go up and talk to him. She's not going to know that I'm actually, like, going to say anything because he wouldn't be able to apologize until the end of the show. Like, the, uh, you know, and... Being an actor, being Will Smith, like, he's like, the only thing that I can do is go up there and hit him. Like, also, if he had really been, like, that upset about it, he would have punched the dude. And he slapped him. Well, and he wouldn't have been laughing ahead of time. I mean, I... I but he was, well, like, super right. pissed. Yeah. And I think, I think that, that, was, that was him putting on the bravado to try to make his wife no longer mad at him. Um, so it's, it's either that or, and I, I'm not sure if this one's true or not, um, or the whole thing was, was planned in advance. Um, the, because everything has been about Will Smith at this point, like what the Academy Awards are going to do and what Will Smith did. And Chris Rock is currently going on tour and he hasn't talked about it at all in his tour. And the only thing that he has said about it, uh, is that he kind of apologized to the ladies going up and talking because they were the ones hosting the show. He was not even the host of the show and everything has been about Chris Rock and Will Smith. And like, I don't know if you saw that or not, but immediately after he went to the next person, uh, I think he went to the hosts and he was like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, why are you apologizing? He said, because this, the tonight is going to be all about this and not about the fact that you were hosting. And he's not yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, that's the whole, even everything after the slap was, was no, everyone was still recovering from that and really probably didn't care about right. anything else that happened. Yeah, I haven't decided where I land on that. It's either that, I mean, I'd, regardless, I don't think Will Smith cared about the joke. I, it was either that that was whole thing was planned anyway for some reason or that he saw how upset his wife was and he then got mad about the joke. I think you're right. Well, there's photographic evidence that he didn't care about the joke. Right. So I think you're right there. Whether I mean, it makes sense that he was trying to get back on his wife's good side. I like that theory. Or she made him do it in some way. You know, whether it was implicit or explicit, he did it because of her. Right. And I... For Chris Rock, everyone, whenever you read about this in every single publication known to man, they always couch the joke that Jada Plinkett, Plinkett Smith, Plinkett, Plinkett Smith, she had recently come out about her alopecia. Yeah. They always say that she recently became, went public on her alopecia. And I, first of all, I hate that crap. I hate that just because someone went public, that means everybody is supposed to know about it. Right. And, I don't think Chris Rock knew about that. I don't think he would have made the joke if he knew it was some sort of disease or whatever. I don't know what the technical, whatever alopecia is. 
I don't think he knew. And then I was finally vindicated in that when I read it a couple of uh, like an L.A. Times article where it says Chris Rock didn't know about that. Right. So it was a stupid joke, but yeah. it wasn't a mean one. Right. Right. He was just making a dumb joke. Right. Meant to be. And everyone would have forgotten about it had Chris uh, Will Smith done not right. what he did. Yeah. Immediately and, forgotten about it. Yeah. Well, and and, you know, how would it have been if Will Smith went up to him and was like, you know, dude, you, you know, she has alopecia. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. You know, and he's like, that's where you can't grow hair. You know, he's like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah, let me, you know, and like taking that commercial break to go down to her and be like, I am so sorry. Like, I did not realize that this was a medical condition. I thought it was just a style choice. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith would have been applauded had he gone up and said that to him and not become violent. Right. And I always think that I think that after Chris Rock was slapped, what he should have done was was go over, went over and apologized to Jada, still un, not knowing that she had some sort of disease and then said to Will, like, you should be ashamed of yourself. You've now resorted to violence in front of millions of people, people right. who look up to you. Now think it's okay, number one, to hit a comic whenever they make a joke about them. Yeah. And now you're showing to little kids that it's okay to hit people when they do something you don't want them to do. Right. Like you should, and Chris Rock would have been applauded for that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I hate – I mean the, the Academy are such cowards. It's such a nothing consequence for Will Smith. That you can't, so they ban him from the Oscars for 10 years, from the Academy for 10 years. Big deal. He can still win them. Right. Right? Which is the, what matters well, in right. this industry. If you were banned so consequently you can't win, that just proves even more how much the awards are a joke. <laughs> well, I feel like it would have been a bigger consequence. I don't know if he's going to do, maybe he would have done another role in the next 10 years that would have been eligible or that people would have nominated him for a, an award. But... He produces every single movie that he's in. Right. And if you said you can't win an Oscar, that would mean that no one would want to work with him. Right. Because if, he, if he's going to produce everything, every single thing that he's in, no one would want to produce with him because there's going to be real producers who actually do all the work. Right. And they're like, I don't, we can't even win for something like this. That's not like we don't want to work with you. That exactly. would have been a real consequence. Yeah. But again, like it, it's also <laughs> – I learned the ratings doubled – after the slap uh, on the award ceremony, still making it the second lowest viewership in the history. <laughs> it's three hours long. Right. And that's the thing. Like, nobody cares about it anymore. And I think it's because, like, I mean, there's so many spe- so many people speculating why. But I've, I think it's because it, it, it is a circle jerk. Like, you you have the famous people celebrating the famous people. And on top of that, like movies that were actually good, but were under, not underperformed, but like just flew under the radar are completely ignored over the huge tentpole, big filming industry, filming company movies. I think it's because people aren't seeing any, and people don't recognize any of the movies that are being up for uh, best because there's such a wide divide now in what is considered popular and what is considered good yeah i mean the only thing people go to watch now are fun comic book movies and whatever the reason you want to say i'm i will not allow anyone to say that the other movies the ones that win all the awards are better movies right i don't even know what that means but now there's such a why i mean i've never even heard of half the movies yeah uh, that are up for best picture and they wonder why people aren't watching the oscars (laughs) 
right? Well, right. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it too is like uh, not only is there a huge disconnect between what people are watching and what people what movies are nominated, but if you don't know what movies they're talking about, why would you watch? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even the people that are in these movies are still celebrities. Right. But you don't really care, I guess, because all you want to see is Iron Man <laughs> or Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Show up. And I mean, I don't that there's not a judgment in that. I think we like what we like in terms of the general public. Well, right. And that's the thing too is best is so subjective that yeah, like you're going to like what you're liking and you're not going to like what you don't like. So what are the odds that if Spider-Man No Way Home had been in the top 10 movies or the the nominated movies that it would have won? Like I know that this is not a popularity contest for the general public. It's not voted that way. It's voted on just everyone right. in the academy. So Which it absolutely I'll, should be. Yeah, I mean I I don't at that point it as you said it becomes a circle jerk. Right. Where everybody's kind of voting for their best friend or right. the one that they think has the most merit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like this is that conversation that we've had before about people having this dividing line between what movie they liked the most versus which movie they think is the best movie. Right. Which I still don't understand. I still can't wrap my brain around that. (laughs) It's like, it's the same thing as going to an art gallery and saying, well, this is obviously the best painting, but this is my favorite one over here. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I guess there's a technicality to filmmaking that you can argue. I mean, uh, what's it called? West side story you could not argue was not a pristine movie in terms of... I hate that I have to ask this. Which one? The West Side Story, the latest one. Okay. The Spielberg one. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about West Side Story. I I have never seen the first one. I like the music. Right. But I've just never... I could never get on board with the tough dancing. I think we've talked about this, haven't we? We have not talked about this. Like, I don't don't remember you ever talking about tough dancing. Oh, okay, good. He was in Who's the Boss, right? Yeah, he's Ted Danson's brother. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> That's a good name for a, for a dude, right? Yeah. Well, until happens, it becomes but... too masculine and then, you know. Yeah. But yeah, like that was a really good, that was fun to watch just because it's Spielberg at his best doing the things that he does well. But I just didn't care about the movie. I don't, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me at all. Well, all right. So we're going to go to this road, which I love. I don't understand why people remake good movies like take the movies that were horrible that had good nuggets of ideas and remake those yeah you know and don't tell people that it's a remake like yeah some people will know like um a star is born you know that's that was the third or fourth that was the second or third remake of that movie yeah it's like the new bond yeah it's like the new bond franchise right um but you know the the other ones are good, but they didn't really bring up the fact that it was a remake. Like, I saw it occasionally in a few articles, but it wasn't highlighted that they were remaking A Star Is Born. I didn't even know that either. I think it was remade when, like twenty or thirty years ago, or something like that. Yeah, it was remade with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. No wonder I'd never seen it. <laughs> right. Um, but that's uh, that's kind of my point. Like, just remake those movies, you know, and let people do their own research. The ones that were the ones that were bad. You know, because there's probably a good idea in all of them, but for some reason they fell short, either because, you know, the budget wasn't there or the acting was terrible or the direction was terrible. You know, like there's all of these movies out there that are just waiting to be mined, but people are picking the top movies like Psycho and West Side Story. I think that now, and this is one of the reasons I don't like the 
I don't like musicals more. Or I, I should say I like older musicals than I like newer musicals is the same reason for films that why I don't like a lot of the films coming out is because a lot of them feel like they're just actor features. They're just kind of there. So Meryl Streep can do her thing or so whatever, whoever can do their thing. So Lady Gaga can do her thing. It's not really about the movie per se. It's kind of like, here is a light plot line, not light as in subject matter, but in terms of easy to wrap our brains around. You appreciate the irony in what you're saying, right? What am I saying? Just that you don't like that they're kind of actor showcases when movies of the 30s, 40s, and 50s, like movies with Donald O'Connor and Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly and Mickey Rooney, like they were owned by production companies. They were owned by film companies. So they put out movies specifically because the actor was in it. Like, you know, there was like, here's... Mickey Rooney talking to a donkey in seven movies. <laughs> well, when I said older, I meant like 70s, 80s, 90s, not. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. But it's like it's circled back around to that. And, you know, <laughs> you're irritated that that's what the movies are when like, you know, because there are people I, we've already talked about this who are like, I don't really care what the movie's about. Tom Cruise is in it. Right. Yeah. And he just happens to make interesting movies that I don't think. All the Mission Impossible movies are actor features. You know, it's kind of like you're you're there for a popcorn movie. And oh yeah, yes, for he, sure. He's in it, right? But remember, like, remember the firm that movie? Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of another one that has, <laughs> but that like mid mid range budget movie that's just a thriller. They don't those movies don't really exist anymore, right? They're either they're never coming to the theaters anyway. It's like a streaming thing, right? Now it's just the the big tent poles and the other side of it, which is the big. Basically, movies being made for accolade. Right. Did you see any of the of the ten movies that were nominated? Oh, that's how little I paid attention to the to the Oscars. I don't know what ten movies were nominated. <laughs> I cannot tell you. I know that West Side Story was nominated, and that I saw that one. That's it. I mean, but I watched it under protest. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, just because it was tough dancing in it. <laughs> yes, tough dancing. <laughs> but he was great. Right. So I don't know what you do to the Oscars. If you want, if you really wanted to get people to watch, I don't know what you would do. I mean, I, I guess you would have to start getting some popular celebrities in there. I mean, everybody knows that there are celebrities at the Oscars. And if you want to watch to see them on the camera, you can watch it for that. But see, I it, think it's not enough anymore. I think what they could do is just have a running tally over what movie is the best movie just from January to December. And there's always a movie in the lead. And you, you then, you know, people who see a movie and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is the best movie. They're like, really? We're, we're in July. Do you remember this movie back in April? Like where you said this is the best movie. So which one do you think is better? You know, maybe like, maybe put it up after three weeks after the movies come out. And so that way, like it's not, super fresh in your mind of like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie, you know, after you're coming out of the, the from the adrenaline high. But like put it out a couple weeks after the movie's been released and then say, all right, so you've had a couple weeks to think about it, you know, like which one's better, this one in July or this one that you said is the best movie in April. And then at the end of the year, have those tallies and like have the top five, you know, or whatever, or don't even because people have been voting over the course of the year 
And whichever movie's on top is the best movie. I, I don't know if that would work because I wouldn't want to vote until I saw all the movies. Like I, that, I feel like I wouldn't want to put my bet on a horse until I saw all of them. Right, but see, the problem with that is like you are trying a movie in January is competing against a movie in December, you know, and a movie that you just saw two weeks ago is competing with a movie that you saw eleven months ago. And that's why they say if you if you really want a chance at winning an Oscar, you should release your movie in November or December. Right. I don't know. I don't know how you change the ceremony in such a way to make it so people will watch it. I think just the fact that there are celebrities in like on screen that that's enough. Like it's it's very cynical and have a little bit of contempt for the general public, the people who want to watch this thing that just because just because Will Smith is going to be there and Tom Hanks is going to be there, you should watch. It's like so just seeing I mean, we can go see pictures of them and videos of them on the internet. We don't need we don't need an event where they're just sitting in there and people are making jokes about them. Right. You know, I don't know how you I don't know how you fix it. So people will want to watch it. I guess the answer is you start nominating movies that people went and saw. Yeah. Because they have a horse to bet. Nobody has a horse to bet on anymore. Right. I know I didn't. I didn't even I mean, the one that I did see, I didn't even care if it won. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting because it's like a pre-existing movie. Yeah. And I I wonder if. I don't know if you know. I wonder if any of the movies were released to streaming, or if they were, or if one of the requirements is that they have to be released in theaters. Like all the big, the big guys, like Spielberg and Christopher Nolan. I think that they've come out against streaming in a big way. They don't, they don't like that Netflix and Apple are competing for for Oscars because I think what they do is they release them and they release them for the obligate amount of time in the theater so they can uh, they can apply. So right. they, can be, they can be eligible. And then they're just released on their platform later. As though nobody watches – none of these people in the Academy watch streaming stuff. Like they don't have Netflix or every <laughs> other streaming platform. Yeah. yeah, It's stupid. I mean they, they're trying to protect this antiquated system. Right. And, and by the way, Apple won Best Picture. Not Apple, but Coda. But Coda was made by Apple. <laughs> oh, nice. And for Best Movie, iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. I assumed 100% that Ricky Gervais, have you seen his roast on whatever he was on? That was the Golden Globes, I think. The Golden Globes? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I love it. Yeah. I, and I can't tell if it's like, if he's just being funny or if it really is kind of bad natured. <laughs> I can't tell. Right. Well, I I think it's a little bit, I think, you know, have you seen his stand up? He talks about how rich he is all the time. Um, and I, th- I think it is one of those things where he's like, he's trying to show the disparaging discrepancy between what celebrities lives are like and what he- people's lives are like. And he does it just by talking about what his life is like. And what I learned because he was asked if he would ever host the, the Oscars and he said, no, because that's what made the Golden Globes so great was they allowed me to say whatever jokes I wanted and they didn't screen them. You know, but he did it like four times. Didn't right, he? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that I, – I can't remember. He did the Golden Globes. They're like not going to happen because they got into a bunch of trouble, I think. Because of their host? <laughs> no, it was something else. Was it the Golden Globes or something else? I don't know. Yeah. Again, like this is the entertainment side that I do not care about. So <laughs> That nobody does. Right. Because it's so far away. I mean it was fun to watch, like you said, Ricky Gervais just shit on everybody. Yeah. That was fun. And everybody's like super uncomfortable. Like, I can't believe he said that. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like that he has a drink. He right. brings a drink to the podium. Well, and I also watched all of his, like, uh, we'll be back after these messages. Or, like, we're back. <laughs> and he still doesn't care. You know, he's like, we're going to a commercial break. Stay, stick around. Oh, don't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so I wonder, is that a bit or, like, how much of it is a bit? I mean, it's obviously a bit because if everybody shut off, like, <laughs> he... Well, does he, does he actually not care? Right. Or is it, is it kind of a halfway in between? Like, he has contempt for the the system, I guess. Right. But he knows that he's being paid to be funny, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's still making jokes. Right. And people are laughing at them. So, I don't know. I want to know how much of it is... Where is that line that he's, I guess, walking? Yeah. I think I think it's because of The Office, but... He's turned into a cynical comedian, and I don't think that was his original shtick. And I think it's just because of the like, because of his views of the world, obviously. Um, but like The Office and his more recent one, Afterlife, which if you haven't watched, is really good. Um, okay. But but yeah, like he just it's cynical, ob- observing comedy, and I don't think that's where he started. Well, I can see somebody becoming jaded once they cross the line of celebrity and, right. and success in this business. I can see it being no longer this bright and shiny thing that you're always after. Mm-hmm. And but just trying when, to illuminate it a little bit more for people who are trying to go after it. I think he just, he, he now can express the contempt. Right. And without express, consequence. Yeah. Without consequence. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's, he's made it his shtick. Right. It is a very, tenuous pedestal though that he is on you know like think about tom hanks i don't know what he did to deserve this but he has played walt disney mr rogers he's playing geppetto for the new disney remake of pinocchio like i i either heard or read somewhere that you know Tom Hanks could get into a fight with a nun and we would go, oh my God, what did that nun do to piss off Tom Hanks? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, well, he's always been America's dad, which is funny because like, he's never been a dad, you know, like, no, yeah, you're right. He's, you're right. he's been in lighthearted comedies like the money pit. He's been in, you know, uh, and big, he played his career just right. You know, he started in the lighthearted comedies to get people to love him. And then he did a couple of other more serious movies where he was the protagonist. And then he's been the antagonist in a couple like lighthearted movies. So even when he's the bad guy, you know, you're like, oh, this is all in fun. Like he's never been in a movie where you're supposed to hate him. Because and, we wouldn't buy it. Right. He's kind of the uncle. He's now he's America's uncle. Right? Yeah. No yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. He's the good uncle, though. Right. The one that brings treats whenever he visits. Yeah. But I will say with with Robert Downey Jr., you said that he was on a tenuous pedestal. Yeah. I think it's tenuous, but all he would have to do is let's say that he was falling out of favor or maybe he even did something that somebody didn't like. Not slap somebody in the face on national television in front of millions of people, but something that somebody didn't like. Like he yelled at a fan or something like that. Right. right? It would be very easy for him to rebound from that. Just go be in another Marvel movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's Make true. a cameo for free. And he would well, immediately be catapulted back into fame. See, and I feel like he'd be called out for that. You know, if he if he did something that upset people and all he did was a cameo for Marvel, or even if it was announced that he was coming back to Marvel shortly after that incident, people would be like, this is just you trying to recover. You know, like, 
people would be elated and they wouldn't care that that's all he was doing, but yeah. they would recognize that that's what it was. I like that um, they'd be on the same side. It's like, look, I see what you're doing and I love it, right. but I see what you're doing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, you're not fooling anybody. I am so glad you're back. I'm super excited, <laughs> but I see what you're doing. But yeah, those who's, are yeah, who's like, more responsible for the rise of Marvel into just huge popularity. Was it Robert Downey Jr. or Joss Whedon? No, I think Kevin Feige. He's been behind the wheel the entire time. Right, but between those two people, between those two, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. You think because yeah. you. I, I don't think that the Marvel franchise, while it was popular, I don't think it really grabbed hold of everybody until the first Avengers movie. And that was a very difficult movie to do. It wasn't just, oh, we need to put them all together somehow. That's the easy part. As long as we put them into a movie, it'll be fine. Like It was a very difficult thing to do when you have all these different uh, characters, basically that you have to all give kind of equal time to and they all kind of need to work together and there needs to be some sort of infighting and, and then you have the bigger Loki, like all of that. That's all Joss Whedon, you know? And yeah. I don't know if, I, that, that's what I don't know, is that if you think about the Iron, was it two Iron Man movies? I think so, yeah. Before the Avengers? Yeah, two Robert Iron Man, yeah. Because Iron Man 2 was actually not that well received. Right. If it had just been that, I mean, no one would have kind of cared. So I don't know. Like, but everybody, when they think of Marvel, they think of Iron Man. They think of right. Yeah, so. so yeah, no, you're you're probably right. I think, but they're they're also kind of synergistic. Like, one could not have happened without the other. If the Avengers had come out without those first couple movies, it would have been like, this movie is amazing. Like we, you know, blah blah blah. But it wouldn't have had the same level of hype and excitement over it. Because, you know, this is, it's basically the universal monster movies from the 40s, the 30s and 40s, where they put all the monsters together and, you know, they just have these random team-ups all over the place, um, which hadn't been, hadn't been done since then, where you've taken characters from three different movies, is that right? Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America? Yeah. Hmm, okay. And then, like, kind of a little bit, The Incredible Hulk. There was never a what's the guy's name that plays the Hulk? Mark Ruffalo. Always always has a fat lip. Yeah. There was never a Mark Ruffalo movie about the no. Hulk. Yeah, The Incredible Hulk is part of the Marvel universe. It just has a different Bruce Banner. Right. Um but but yeah, it makes like sense. to to take those four movies and put them all together into the Avengers, like th- that that hadn't been done before. Um so I think you're right. Like I it probably would not have catapulted as high as it went and for as long as it has. Without Joss Whedon, but the the groundwork needed to be laid down before he did that movie. Sure, and you know what's funny about the Avengers movie and Joss Whedon? Joss Whedon's filmography goes like this: before the Avengers, Serenity, and that's it. <laughs> he made one movie. Oh, really? And, and then he made Avengers. He made this little sort of continuation of Firefly. Not fan service in a bad way, but fan service in that. The only people who asked for it were the fans. It wasn't really made for anybody else. Right. And he, he made that movie. I don't, it didn't make any money, I don't think. Maybe it made money in DVDs. It must have made money in DVDs. It was like number one for a very long time. But, um, or was that the show? Anyway, but then somehow he got The Avengers, which was the biggest grossing movie ever for a very long time. Kind of crazy. Right. <clears throat> I don't, I don't believe you though. <laughs> 
Well, he had done a lot of TV, obviously. Right. But, yeah, he, has, he had one movie before The Avengers. Huh. And I know, you know, I know you're yeah. checking my work. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> but, yeah, he's done, he's done four movies. Yeah. Four Serenity, movies. Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, and uh, like a Shakespeare movie. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I and then, why. And then he had some controversy going on. And that circles back around to, so those are my thoughts on Will Smith, Will Smith. and Jada. Yep. And Chris Rock. Yeah. By the way, Jada, conspicuously silent in all of this. Uh-huh. I don't know what you would say. What would you say? She could make a comment about the joke, you know, and about Will Smith's actions. I would, I would like to think that she would support her husband, but... You know, given their string of relationships and communication, maybe not. She might be like, that was inappropriate and unnecessary, and I don't understand why he did it. The joke was fine. Or she might say, you know, like Chris Rock's joke was um, uncalled for and offensive. And someone should have said something to him immediately, and I'm glad that my husband stood up for me. Right, but then you're supporting violence. Right. You're saying that's okay. Okay, so maybe she says, like, while I don't approve of his actions, I do appreciate that my husband... Defended my condition too, but if if what everybody is saying, which I don't know if it's true, right. that that she has some sort of control over him, right. that maybe he did something, or just that's the dynamic of the relationship, she would immediately mm-hmm. lose that, right? If she just went on, if he went and defended her, and then he she lashes out against him publicly, like that's when I would probably close up shop right. in the marriage at that point, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Again, not knowing the dynamic, you know, like maybe he would just be like, oh, okay, well, I I guess I shouldn't have done that. Right. Well, I mean, the most telling is that he was laughing at the joke and then he switched from laughing at the joke to becoming violent. (laughs) Like that's a good, I think that definitely supports your theory. Right. And he was like, "Ah, damn it. Now I got to deal with this for the next three hours. Why are the Oscars (laughs) so long? Yeah. 